Paul Reinbach, good morning. Good morning, Caroline. Now, not enough people know your story, I think, Paul. So it's important that we get it out there. Your son, Luke, was 20 years old. He went out for a night on the town. And at 1.30 in the morning, you got a, got a phone call. And what was the situation? Well, Stacey's girlfriend uh, got the phone call that Luke was unconscious. And so she raced over there and, yeah, he was unconscious. They got him to ED at Noosa and, and uh, he stayed there for a, a number of hours and then things seemed to deteriorate further and the helicopter was called and he was taken down to RBWH and uh, about 6 or well, 6.30 in the morning and then it all started, you know, it was just... The, the journey's been pretty much quite brutal since then. So this was in 2011. Now, yes. as it turned out, uh, Luke had um, a devastating brain injury. Yeah, well, it started off as a subdural hematoma. Um, that progressed the brain for a young person is very tight and any swelling causes damage, which then releases toxins, which makes it tighter. And so the ICU, they did a great job in trying to stabilise him, but they couldn't control it. Now, we don't want to go into this too much, no. but just <laughs> to be clear with people, you, to this day, you still actually don't know what happened and the, and the doctors couldn't even say what had happened to, to Luke to cause this this not brain not really. Uh, it's one of those we don't know situations. Uh, there was no blood, bruise, gravel rash marks on his clothes, and and so we we're just not too sure. Yeah, and so we sort of lo- like to leave that one for a time yeah. being. One day we might find out. Yeah, so yeah. as a result of the accident, it took away eighty percent of Luke's left side brain function. Is that right? Yes, pretty much. That's what the neurosurgeon told us. He's pretty. He's lost. 80% of that side, and the, the left side is very important. His, his Broca's area was was pretty heavily damaged. The, that's the one for maths and English and right. yep. uh, uh, language. And, and so he's had to initially, he he pretty much was as good as gone. Yeah, um, yeah. The doctors don't know how he made it. The neurosurgeon even told me at one stage he thought he was dead. And I thought, my goodness, who was there saying, hang on a bit? He's yeah. still here. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned his girlfriend, Stacey. Now, this mm. is a, an incredibly important oh, pa- piece yeah. of the puzzle. Yeah. Stacey was very much a part of his recovery. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. He, and he was going great guns, uh, back walking and, and, um, and communicating with you. But then Stacey, tragically, oh. passed away. Oh, just awful. Like Luke, Luke knew of her heart condition and, and he stood by her. And, um, you know, things were... The thing, the the rehab, the therapy. He had fourteen months in hospitals and rehab, and and you know finally got out to continue. And and then, yeah, in March last year, um, Stace's mum rang up in tears, and uh, oh, it was just just devastating that um, you know she came home from from uni one day and put a dinner in the oven and walked upstairs and lay down, and that was it. Oh. And it was. Um, it's, it's, I mean, for, two, for your two families, oh. it just it seems unbelievable that these two incidents could have, could have happened to people so close oh, to each other. It's, it's just such a tragic love story too. And, and before Stacey passed away, she had this vision of, of trying to help people because she was doing OT at Sunny Coast with, with uh, one of my daughters, our best mates. And um, she couldn't, she couldn't find anyone to reach out to with her condition. So she said, how can we, how can we put people together? Mm. So she came up with these ideas, called it Smiles of Strength. And um, she started things moving and yeah. she was just so excited about it. Yeah. And 
Debbie's uh, Debbie's had to search for ideas, and and she's continued she's that. Continued that. Just now, tremendous. Now we'll go back to Luke. Mm. So after he's had to cope with the the terrible death of his girlfriend Stacey, then his his recovery's going along quite well, but now you've had this enormous setback. What's happened? Oh, good grief! Well, when he was he was in a coma, he was in ICU for nineteen days, and. And the uh, ultrasounds show that blood clots were forming, starting to form in his legs, which inevitably happens if you're not mobile. And um, if any of those moved, it's it's that, game that, over. Yeah. Yeah, pulmonary embolism is not to be joked with. And and so they um, inserted a, a filter. It's a bit like the spokes of an umbrella. Works great. You know, it's it's, it's exactly as, yeah. it's, as it's a filter but this because you can't bomb him with blood thinners because then that can affect perhaps an, another bleed or something like that in the brain. So, But this filter now is turning around and, and risking his life. Oh, man. <laughs> well, there's a percentage of these filters that actually tilt and the retrieval is usually the reverse of the insertion. They just go down, grab the hook, slip a catheter over it, collapse the legs, out she comes. But Luke's tilted. Um, rested against the wall of the vein, formed scar tissue. So three years ago, the, the uh, surgeons had a crack at getting it out and they, they couldn't do it. You know that this filter has tilted and it is causing enormous pain to Luke right now. Yes, that's right. The, uh, the, the head of the filter is, is, is uh, pushing through the vein, the prongs at the other end of it. Uh, have eroded through. One has actually pierced his lower aorta. Uh, another is rubbing on L3 vertebrae. And Luke is trying to recover. He's trying to learn to speak and read and write again. And you say sometimes he is absolutely crippled by this pain. Oh, it's it's just so hard for us to see that, you know, the, the, the agony. And he um, he has the background pain. And then it just comes in and smashes him and uh, so we we have to try all sorts of diversions and different things to try and manage that and uh, at this stage very very little can control it. Now Paul no surgeon in Australia can remove this filter is that right? Well yes and no they they will remove it but it's with open abdominal surgery which means a fairly good incision go right down through the abdomen and that alone is very risky and we've had one of the yeah. best vascular surgeons say just the operation could kill him yeah yeah oh, no you know. but <laughs> so we're a, pretty flat about that and in america where there's more people more incidences of this sort of thing uh, vascular surgeons are actually uh, doing these on a more regular basis and they feel confident that they could actually successfully remove the filter for you yeah, well, fortunately, um, a door is open for us with a fellow uh, at Stanford, at Stanford Healthcare, and he's an interventional radiologist and a vascular specialist, and um, he developed an, a way uh, probably five-ish or so years ago, from what I can read, where he just has different techniques and different different instruments, whatever, I don't know. All right, so now back to Luke's injury. Because no one really knows what happened, there's no insurance, there's no work cover, there's no way to fund this trip to America. How much money do you need? Well, we're looking at around about 130 Australian. Uh, medical procedures aren't cheap over here, but they're not exactly cheaper yeah. over there. $130,000. Well, that's including the fares and... and um, 
You yeah. know, the Aussie dollar is is, uh, is struggling at the moment too, so it's yeah, sure, it, it's getting up there. Now, and now, if you after four and a half years of fighting for Luke and Luke fighting for himself, you feel very strongly that Luke will die unless this filter comes out of his body. It's it's a huge risk, not only psychologically because it's just it really is knocking him around and and hindering him. And but he's very strong. He's very determined. Um, but one of the problems with the filters is that if a prong breaks, mm. then you can have a, a metal toothpick just moving up into your heart, and th- this can happen. They can also start blood clots, which is really odd, and this is what research is, is showing now. They mm. can start blood clots, which is what they're supposed to stop. Mm. So they really have a short life. Mm. and you, n- you need it out. Unfortunately, um, Luke's has been in too long, and... Now, we spoke earlier about his girlfriend who tragically passed away, Stacey. Now, this charity set up in her name is called Smiles for Strength, and it is a beautiful bit of um, synergy, I guess, that uh, Smiles for Strength is trying to gather this money for Luke. So people can go, we are going to share all that information on our Facebook page. It will make it as easy for people as possible, but um, you really need some big help, don't you? Oh, yeah, it would be absolutely wonderful, and we're terribly grateful for all the help so far you know we, we're getting up close to halfway and um any help is really really gratefully received because it's just been such a hard slog and and in those early days it was just therapy stimulation trying to work on brain plasticity and it's been wonderful he's made an extraordinary yeah, recovery he has he has and to see to see this stall and we just we're just putting out the help the help signal and and um yeah, it's, it's just wonderful the response that's been coming in so far and we just think, oh, we just hope it continues until we can get this done.